Hi, everybody. Thank you for downloading the podcast and for supporting the show. You are listening to Extreme Restraints University. Are you sure? (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Extreme Restraint University. I am so glad you could join us today. Today, we have Rachel. She's going to talk about disabilities and human sexuality and the scene. Uh, we have the lovely and talented Maya Wolf. Hey, Maya! Hi. You've been here before. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, thanks she's, for she's kind me. of our crash test dummy. She's gonna... <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna help demonstrate We just started. <laughs> and uh, who are you? Who are you? I forget. Um, so for today, we're just gonna call her Aiden Star, the yeah, robot. Yeah, that's fine for me. Or, or Aiden's robot. <laughs> yeah, I'm Aiden's proxy robot. Welcome to another <laughs> edition of Extreme Restraints University. Yeah, see? See? You got this. You were well-programmed. Thank you so much. It it was raining. I didn't know if I was going to make it here with all of my programming intact. Yeah, you could have rusted or short-circuited or something. So, Rachel. Yes. Hi. Hi. So, Aiden and I invited you down because we're really interested in helping the disabled community and, and... and talking about it so people have, are aware of what's going on in the scene and just in regular sexuality. So, and as we always push it, talk to your partner. Always talk to your partner. Communication is one of the sexiest things you can ever do. But in this case, you have to go a little deeper, don't you? To find out what somebody's needs are. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot of people who are disabled and I think people don't realize how many people are disabled because a mm-hmm. quarter of the population is disabled and we don't all use mobility aids all the time. Sure. So yeah. like, I almost never use a mobility aid, but that's because my disability is in the upper half. Um, so I think that there are a huge number of disabled people who are kinky and in the scene already and that like kink is great for disabled people. I freaking I love kink for disabled people because you have the pre-negotiation already built in, right? Okay, that makes and, sense. And like that's already part of the culture, so you're not having to learn a new skill to do that. Yeah. And then you also have like the really explorative side of kink. And so you can like learn more about your own individual pleasures and like tap into what's actually hot for you and not just what you might have seen on a rom-com sometime like you can you can tap into what you actually like i mean maybe you like being a little service sub i don't know (laughs) um rachel thank you for coming yeah thank you um i was very interested in having you here because i think the representation is important yeah and i think if people um see uh, a lot of people like Ian and mine's show, and we've tried to have a lot of different types of people on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we are able to pull it off, and sometimes we're not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, life is a rom-com. I love that fucking term. I love that term for cis-heteronormative because it's... I think cis-heteronormative can be, like, combative necessarily, and I love rom-com. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, yeah, that show with the guy and the girl, and they fall <laughs> in love, and it's entirely unrealistic Completely. for... At least for a quarter of the population, if not the entire population. Well, and honestly, and even for a lot of straight people, that's yeah. just, like... Nobody's life looked like Hollywood. No. Like, nobody's life, nobody's looks, life like looks like Hollywood. Um, so I'm really glad that we're able to talk about disabled things today because we do have fans and people who watch who are disabled. And yeah. I know that they would like to be able to see themselves. Um, and I know that that identification um, is very validating for people. So thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I think about how anybody could become disabled too. Because oh, yeah. I 
became disabled in my 20s. Absolutely. And so I think a lot of people think about this as something that could happen to somebody else. Sure. But mm -hmm. like, if you live long enough, you'll probably become disabled in some way or another. Completely yeah. agree. And yeah. As, and as Rachel said, just because you, you, you don't look disabled doesn't mean you're not disabled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, so just because you're not in a wheelchair or have a cane or a walker or whatnot, doesn't mean you don't have physical things that are problematic in your life. Well, and it's like this hugely diverse population, yeah. right? And so people's experiences of their own bodies are very different. Like my experience of my body is that I'm in chronic pain, but I have a friend who's in a wheelchair and they, their body is comfortable to be yeah. in. And that's like, so I think about kink with this and it's like, the negotiation part of learning what your partner's body is and mm -hmm. learning like what feels good for them, what they enjoy, what would take away from that enjoyment yeah. is a really key part to all of that. Well, also, as you get older, you're going to have slightly different problems in your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. If you're so lucky to live to be in your 90s, yeah. <laughs> and you're, there's an excellent possibility you're still going to want to have sex, you're still going to masturbate. Absolutely. Um, but you're going to want toys with bigger buttons, things that are easier to hold, or maybe something that's going to hold it for you. Yeah. And uh, we have a small spattering of thing on the table that, um, and behind behind camera that we'll pull out that can help you achieve these goals. Um, and then actually in the next couple of months, uh, we're in what, February 2023 right now. Uh, but in about two or three months. Are you months, fucking asking me what no, month it is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making sure. Um, See what I fucking have, do? Have a, have a hard time with the time-space continuum sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and we'll be getting a, a whole grouping of products in the next few months that uh, different wedges and pillows and things that will hold vibrators that will be nice. excellent too. Yeah, That's which is really cool. good. Can Go I say ahead. a cheat sheet? Because I love the order of the questions. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I feel like we're missing the kind of intro, which I I think it's nice. It's nice to have a formal structure for to talk about things that make a lot of people uncomfortable. Sure. Um, I think that people are uncomfortable talking about um, disability. And so I, I love, thank you for these questions. They're fucking fantastic. Um, I, yeah, and I love the, the structure that they're in because we always say this, like, we talk about things and we do things and we take them for granted that everybody has the same experience. Yeah. And they don't. Like, we're kinksters. We do this all the time. So I love that we're able to break this down. So for our viewers at home, what is the appropriate terminology to use here? Um, I use the term disabled. Yes. Most of my disabled friends and disabled activists use the term disabled yes. as well. And, like... I'm also queer. Yes. I am proud of being queer and I'm proud of being disabled. They're yes. both integral parts of who I am. Yeah. Yes. So, and so many people, so sorry, yeah. so many people get um, uh, flustered if, they, if they're not disabled and they're not queer um, by what they're supposed to say. Sure. And I think that it, it takes away from their experience of, of the, the wonderful experience they could have dealing with a queer person or a disabled person because they feel afraid to even talk to them. Yeah. Mm. It happens. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I don't understand. Know what words to use, and they're flustered, and they yeah. they were taught a certain set of terminology. So to have that, like, hey, you guys at home, here's what you say. Do you have a friend who's disabled? This is how they like to be referred to. And to have that, I think, really sets 
um, the rom-coms, which is now how we're referring to um, the cis het cis love people. That. Thank see you. I feel like it's so much going. nicer. This is so gonna much. live. This, this is, is gonna how live. you say it. People always ask me like, well, what do I say? What do I? How do I refer to these people? Like, yeah. what do I say? I don't know what to say, and they get all flustered. And I'm like, oh, don't be flustered. Just ask. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, always yeah. just ask. Yeah, just ask. And it's very polite. If someone talk, we talk about like disability accommodations, like me needing a sit-stand desk to work. That's an accommodation, and. Yeah. Similarly, there are things that I use to accommodate myself during kinky play and yeah. weave that into the kinky play in ways that are hot. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but everybody wants to have sex. Pretty much everybody wants. There's a small percentage I mean, of the population that say. doesn't want to have sex. <laughs> people, people like to enjoy their bodies. But people like to enjoy their bodies, yes. whether they want to have sex with somebody else or sex with multiple partners or just masturbate. Or be kinky in a way that isn't necessarily what we consider sex. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. A cute sexless kink that's hardcore, which is fun too. Mm. So you need to take, uh, you need to look at what everybody needs, particularly when you're, when you start seeing somebody. Uh, and when you first start having sex with anybody, there's a laundry list of questions you have to ask each other, right? What do you like? What do you not like? What are you good with? What are you not good with? But if you've got a disability, that list is can be it's just longer. different. It's just it's, it's a different it's list. It's a different it's a different way of discussing things. Um, I think that the negotiation part that I really like as a disabled person is that I do have to explain to my partners yeah. how my body is different, even when it doesn't look different, which is. Interesting because there aren't like visual cues and yeah. my personal body does change like my experience of my own body changes day to day minute to minute So I can't be like tomorrow's gonna be a good day. That's that's the good day. Yeah um, so being able to Discuss that in advance so I can negotiate a scene that's flexible mm -hmm. yeah. and that I can still have like really deep play That can change depending on how my body feels but still go all the way there with how it feels for the hotness. Can you give us an example of like a uh, practical application? Like one time I was playing and I had to say these things about my body that weren't necessarily visually apparent that um, I felt like the person had to know and this is how we ended up being kinky um, in the scene that I enjoyed. Um, so I personally don't have the capacity to put my weight on my hands for extended periods of okay. time. Um, but I, I can, and if someone's really hot, I might just be motivated and keep doing <laughs> oh it. Oh my God, you're so cute. Right, so that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I had a partner, <laughs> a I, I had a partner who, who also had chronic illnesses and was really good at reading like sensation and I was, my arms were shaking and people shake for different reasons. Sometimes sure. they shake because it's hot and sometimes they shake because their stamina is watched out so they could um hold me up while i was on top by my sternum by yeah. just putting their hands up yeah and then i can do this with no hands yeah and it doesn't matter i mean like we can also do that without but you can lean on the other person mm. yes yeah which is so beautifully connective it is and, and so it, intimate and it's like me as the sub yeah. riding somebody who is holding me up. I mean, they're yeah. still in control of the scene yeah. no matter where they're at physically. Yeah. So it's a, and they're watching out for me, which makes me feel safe. Yeah. So that's, it's a cool example. That's really that's beautiful. A good yeah. I well think done. that, um, uh, wrist, like muscle fatigue, like weakness or muscle fatigue yeah. is very common. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone's working on a computer these days too. Yeah. So it's not, 
it's not helpful. No. Yeah. So what are some of the, the I see you, you pick some products. Yeah. What are some of the things that you liked that you thought that these would work well um, in, a, in a sexual way? Um, for myself. Mm, for yourself or for anybody? My, I really like the mental power play domination side of kink. And what I think is cool about that is tools like vibrators or impact play tools, um, things that cause pain, can be used to build that power dynamic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But also like if today my shoulder hates me, we could do something else and we're still building towards that mental domination space in a very cool way. Um, I knew a dom who was annoyed because he blew out his shoulder and couldn't do impact play okay. from that, an old sports injury, right? That could be problematic, sure. But then um, there was another person I used to play with who, as a way to respond to me being a bit of a brat, didn't let me touch them back. And then I just got so overwhelmed by the stimulus, but not being able to reciprocate because mm -hmm. I'm servicey. But um, that I ended up scratching my own body completely. So it's like there are ways you can get somebody to experience pain mm -hmm. by using their own self, mm -hmm. even if you can't touch them. Oh yeah. Or absolutely. like you can touch them, but you can't hit hard that day. You can definitely do it. Actually, it's one. Of one of the reasons I like this thing. Yes, absolutely. It's like, it, it leaves, <laughs> oh, thank you. Like, it doesn't actually leave marks, which is surprising, but it, it's like deep it sensation, Well, that's, right? the, that's the Master's Claw by, uh, Master, on in Master Series. Like, so it's a talent, like it's, essentially. Like, it can get really, like a more deeper pain, less stingy, even though it's pointing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel it. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, this one's that one's fun for that. Yeah. But then <clears throat> we've also just come out with uh, this guy. Yeah, the, uh, it's a wave slider. Is what I guess we're calling it, right? In me. It's from the In Me line. In me wave in slider. Alive. In me and also maybe in you. But <laughs> or not because you're on it. You you can sit on this. <laughs> out of you. And it vibrates. Um, the last of you. I've not turned it on. The last of us. It is waterproof. <laughs> it has four speeds and seven I'm glad patterns. that it's waterproof because that motherfucker's getting wet. All right, what I really wet. like is that there's a separate Six. power button from the speed button. Well, yes, it also has a but remote. it also has a remote. But like for toys, especially that vibrate, Personally, I have trouble holding down the buttons, especially when they're vibrating, but if there's a separate power button, yeah. then you can just turn it off and be done. All right, so I... You have to turn it off, have to hold it for three to five seconds. Right. Most sex toys, mm, just general information, hold button down to turn it on or turn it off three to five seconds, and what that's for is so you don't, it doesn't accidentally go on in your goodie drawer or in your play bag or in your, in your purse. <laughs> did, you, did she give you little red marks? Just a little baby one. Oh, little Just little baby, baby ones. But I this 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 you can put in a chair and sit on, or lay down and put it between your legs, and you can hold on to it yourself. Well, and it's a nice hands-free option. Yeah, it's a hands-free vibrator essentially. Yeah, and there aren't very many of the vibrators that you can effectively use hands-free or that like yes. hold in the body very well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that very brings, nice. 
That brings, so the other thing that you add, asked us, this is a, a wand essentials passion pillow. Yes. And we'll pull this out in a minute. What this essentially is, is a strap that goes around a pillow and will hold a wand. Yeah. So you can kind of mount it or put it where you want to and you don't have to use your hands or your upper body at all. Well, also, like, for some people that's heavy or some people, their weakness is in their legs and they want to be able to put it in a position that works for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, all the little things that make things far more pleasant. Yeah. I could also see someone having trouble, like, if their wrist has issues, like, holding that. Yeah, because like, you got to have it, gotta... like, all the way that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or this is a little, it's, it's, um... Straps around the waist. Yeah, it's a doggy. They call it a dog. We call it, it's uh, ass up, doggy style position strap. So you can put this around somebody's hips and help hold them up. Yeah. I missed that. I wasn't looking at you when you did the demo. Can you do it again? Around somebody's hips <laughs> so you can hold them up. I feel like can it was more flourish. Yeah. You had to get it the flourish. first time. Like, don't do repeats. No <laughs> what repeats. What if I paid you more? Yeah, oh. yeah, then you could get repeats. <laughs> but I suppose with this also, it's soft, right? Yeah. So uh, somebody could hold you, put it, If would this be possible, like, put across your chest? Or would this put pressure on your shoulders? I mean, it it wouldn't be how I would do that for my chest, right. but I, I think that it's great for doggy style. Also, if you're playing with someone who's significantly larger than you are, yeah. like, it can be hard to top someone who's weighs more than you if they lean back into you, but if you have a different way to hold on to them, yeah. then that that's nice. Nice leverage. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 This is Ian Rath. Thank you for downloading and enjoying the podcast. XRU is brought to you by ExtremeRestraints.com. ExtremeRestraints.com and XRU believe that adults of all genders, orientations, cultures, identities, and abilities have the right to choose their sexual identity and express without fear of judgment or persecution. We support the right to intimacy and passion in sexual relationships, the pursuit of sex-positive education and sexual desires, to help educate people to have healthy and fulfilling sex lives, and to encourage sexual exploration and enhance sexual wellness. So we're back. We took a quick little break, and um, we're going to talk about impact play now. So what do you want to what do you want to talk about? Um, so we got we have a couple little paddles. Yeah. And I don't know, for some reason, Rachel pulled this paddle. I don't think she knew what she was doing. I don't think she, this, this little red paddle that is in Frisky is, is wicked. It's, it's very bendy. So if you're into the stingy, this will achieve. No, I love this paddle. I own this paddle. I think I may have two of these paddles and I, and I give them away because they're really great. It's in the Frisky's line, but it's, it's evil. If you like evil and owie, this, this thing, as far as I'm concerned, is going to hurt much more than this, pretty much. Don't depends you think? Depends on how you hit with it. It depends how. Yes, it depends how. Well, how also like you how long you're going to hit with each one. So, what I was, yeah, um, a lot of people I know who have chronic pain actually really enjoy impact play, and I. Why is that? I'm curious. I mean. It's not, so it feels very different in the body. The sudden sensation and the endorphins and all of that yes. is very different than just living with agony. Like yes. just 
they're not the same kind of pain because I have had people say like, oh, if you were just a masochist, you'd enjoy having chronic pain. No, like, well, but I am a masochist and that's not how this works. No, it's no. not how it works, no. It's like stubbing your toe does not get feel like getting flogged. Yeah, they're just, they're There's not the same thing. good pain and bad pain. Exactly. Yeah. And what's really cool, I like thuddy pain personally because it's deep and it feels different. So heavy floggers maybe? Heavy, this, this actually, with the metal part is like, I, that okay. could get a deeper sensation. Okay, but you don't, like, you don't like canes, you don't like single tails. Not per I mean, se. Single tails is kind of like a third category, but um, sure. yeah, but canes are super stingy and that yeah. kind of feels to me very similar to my chronic pain. So if it was intentionally done as punishment, with pre-negotiation, that could be a thing, but... But you'd prefer a heavy paddle? Yeah, or, if it was for or, my pleasure. Or maybe a heavy flogger? Things with like a firm core. Okay. Because there are like some carbon-based ones as well that yes. have like firm core. Those are nice. And this this is... This, I like the metal side, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but like... I lost the train of my thought. You got it. I got, you got it. it, yes. You got this. Hell yeah, you do. I was saying, um... Heavy thuddy stuff. Yeah, beautiful dark bruises afterwards that you then feel <laughs> afterwards and you can feel your partner the next day, which is hot. Um, <laughs> you make a little pain button is what you're saying. Well... That's when you take a bruise and you go... I mean, there are disabled people that like giving pain as well. So oh, yeah. that, then they, they might love that little stingy thing. Um, but the thing about... If you're going to give someone sensation, understanding what that sensation feels like in their body. Yes. Because for some people, maybe other disabled people, but some people in general, like they would love a stingy pain. That would that would do it for them. Yeah. And for other people, it's gonna feel for like it does for me, like punishment. Yeah. And so if you are having a scene where you're having training and you wanna correct a behavior and give punishment, then do it on purpose. Don't like be intending to give someone a sensation that you would like them to enjoy, but it actually feels uncomfortable. So do it purposefully. Yeah. So talk to whoever you're playing with and find out where they're at on, on that pain scale. Well, and, and be intentional about what you're doing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, and if you talk to your partner about how they feel in their own body, then you can learn how to give them deeper pleasure and have more intense kink scenes because you know what they can, like positions they can tolerate more or types of pain sensations they can tolerate more of, then you can go way deeper with them. Absolutely. And, and there's certain things that might be like a hindrance to that experience of pleasure. and. If you learn what those are, then again, you could do them on purpose if that's part mm. of the negotiation of your scene, but you don't accidentally stumble into maybe accidentally making a sensation you weren't intending to because you've already learned what feels good in your partner's body. Yes. And then they can learn what feels good in your body yes. and that's good hotness. Hell yeah. It yeah. Is. Um, can you say more about positions? and how they relate to disability. You, yeah. you briefly mentioned when you were just talking about impact play, um, positions and how that's really important to you. Are there certain implements that you like for different positions? I do notice that you're sitting against a pillow. I am sitting against a pillow. I we, One of the things we were bringing over was that pillow wedge. Yes. <clears throat> the elusive pillow wedge. <laughs> mm. 
Oh, that has fucking handles. It has handles. Hell yeah. It blows up. It's actually really lightweight, which is Oh, because cool. yeah. it, blows it blows up. Because it blows up. It's like a pool floaty. Yeah, it's a, a fuzzy pool, pool floaty. floaty. <laughs> I'm into that. Yeah, it's it's a good time. That's in the Friskies line also. This is nice. Yeah, little handles. Because I was thinking about what feels neutral to somebody because they can hold a neutral position a lot longer. Body position wise? Yeah, body okay. position wise. Because for me, I don't really relate to the concept of comfortable. Okay. Like my personal body is uncomfortable. That has nothing to do with somebody else. But sure. if you think about neutral, then you can, for me, kneeling would feel more neutral than sitting. Okay. Or like laying down would feel more neutral. Um, so things like wedges are great because it's kind of hard for me to be like across someone's lap because then I'd have to hold my weight up by my hands on the, this side. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if I can have a wedge or a pillow on my front half, then that holds me up. Or conversely, so. if someone's legs were weaker, they could hold their butt up on this half mm -hmm. and then you could paddle away or stimulate so this would or be whatever. A good, this would be a good um, little toy. Yeah. yeah in your, in your and and it packs up small because it's blow up, so that's great. Travel, travel, travel. with your kink. Mm -hmm. And it comes a little a little foot pump. Now I blew this up with a compressor, so it went. He like did it that. with his own mouth. Compressor, and uh, his mouth. he's good at that. Don't call yourself compressor. Right. You don't have to. Just, that's okay. But what if I like the term? Aww. I like the term. Call me compressor. Okay, compressor. Mr. Compressor. Mr. Compressor. Mr. Compressor. Um, yeah, I think if you're gonna do it with a foot pump, leave a little bit of time to get that done. Yeah. But the uh, uh, compressor went just like that. So I had a sub who, I play with a lot of people who are disabled. Yeah. I would say that in my, in my professional life, I say it's as high as 85% for the people that I play there's with. There's a lot disabled. of disabled kinksters. Like, there's an absurd number. I think it's 85%. Um, so I'm really used to what you're talking about. And I love that you're breaking mm -hmm. it down because I take it for granted. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But I don't know that everybody at home has these experiences. So I did have a guy who wanted to get um, fucked in the ass, pegged, right? That's what the people on the internet call it. I'm fucking this person in the ass. And um, he went to kind of be on all fours and there was a bench that was like this and he um told i said well do you have any issues with your body like yeah. tell me about your body um do you have any um, pinched nerves um mm -hmm. any pain in this area um pain um in your asshole hemorrhoids prostate any, yeah, right? yeah because i'm gonna go there so I, I'm, I'm like hey tell me about your about your stuff and he said um he has some sciatica issues that are based on just compression and he mm -hmm. laid over this and they totally felt better for him because it was like slightly decompressive you're having like gentle traction yeah while you're he had fun. gentle That's traction brilliant and so i flogged him and he was able to enjoy the flogging because he had gentle traction was able to more so concentrate on his sexual um organs in his genital region because there was like less of a focus on that pain yeah, so, yeah and then position he can tap into what he wants to get out yeah. of it because he's not busy trying to endure some position to make you happy. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. Yeah. I, well, because I think that people wouldn't realize that certain positions for me kind of feel like predicament bondage that yeah. would feel super neutral for somebody else to do. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to put someone in predicament bondage, it should be on purpose. Yes, yes. it shouldn't like be if, an accident. If you're going to make someone uncomfortable physically or in part of a scene, it should be, it should be intentional. On yeah. As opposed to, oops, I, oh, sorry, I didn't know you could do that. I feel like yeah. I thought you could do that. 
I feel like there's so much gaslighting that goes on um, with disability and positions on that level where people, doms especially, I've seen other doms um, say, well, why can't you do it? Just do it. And I'm like, they are disabled and they are hurt and they're not trying to be a dick right now. Um, And so if somebody, if you're fucking someone at home and they're like, I can't be in this position, please believe them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not being a dick. I do not play with people who do not treat my disability correctly. Nice. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I need to be honored well, as a human person. I just and I just, if, if you want my pleasures, you have to earn me. And you're absolutely. not going to earn me by being mean. So. No, that's not fair. That's absolutely. Yeah. Um, we good? We're, we're going to continue on. I'm breathe about that one for a minute. We're going to yeah, continue that's a good on. But... Um, okay, we did mental stuff. We did impact play. Mm-hmm. We did positions. Um, I would love to talk about nonverbal communication yeah. ah. um, inside of a scene. You and I were having a conversation earlier while we were eating. Um, and you were, I was, I was asking, so I've played with disabled people and Rachel and I were talking about, um, I was telling Rachel about my experience playing a disabled person and that when my friend who is disabled had to change positions, she would ask me, mistress, may I move to this other position? And Rachel was saying, that's one way you can do it. And here is how she likes to do it. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. I, um, I don't prefer to ask permission around my disability access needs because I don't actually care what your response is. I need to move regardless. Yes. Um, so I actually like to separate how I think about it from the scene Yes. so that the scene itself can be its own thing. Yes. So one of the ways I, I, I'll, I'll have like red light, yellow light ways of saying the scene in general, um, I need a safe word for but I have a different way of communicating my disability access needs because I, I want it to be... Those are outside the scene. Well, I also, I'm not, ha- I don't have an interest in using my access needs as a way of controlling from the submissive okay. position because so I want to be able to release that control Yes. completely. And one of the ways I do that is by communicating with my partner. And so I will do like a double tap on mm-hmm. the arm if I just need to move my body. Yes. And so we could be like deeply in a scene, 100% of control is given hypothetically to this person. Yeah. And I know that I need to move my shoulder, but I don't, I don't want them to not be in control of me anymore. So I just tap and they allow me to move my shoulder and we can continue the scene. Yeah. Or I had, I had another Dom that I would play with that I would close my eyes and I would take a minute to readjust whatever I needed. And then when I opened my eyes, we were a hundred percent back on in the moment and I was available to connect with them. And I think that just having other methods of communication Mm -hmm. makes it easier to tap for me to tap into my submissive, which I need to be in a really safe space to do that. And if I don't have to explain like, Hey, I'm disabled. Let's have a conversation about that in the middle of a scene. Like if I know that, I can just have my my access needs met. Yeah. That's not a that's not a that's not up for negotiation. That yeah. is that's required. No, that's a, that's yeah. a need. That's yeah. a have to have. Yeah. But if we can have that, then we can have these deep, yeah. awesome, hot, sexy scenes mm-hmm. because we've established this basis of trust, mm-hmm. which is really important yes. if you want to do, especially heavy mental heavy play. Stuff, yeah, yeah. I the trust is important. Oh, another one I because. Sometimes when people get excited, they get nonverbal, even if they're normally very verbal. Yes. So I'll have like a nonverbal 
red light, which that is actually part, that's not really for my disability, that's just to communicate, hey, I need this moment to stop, and then I'll be like that. So it's like a siren. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But visually. Yeah, that's a perfectly good. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah, for myself, this was the one that has to do with the scene, and the double tap is the one that has to do with this is I need to move my body for disability reasons. Okay. But what's, what's no, that works out really well. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and very, it's easy to keep track of. Yep. And it's hard to forget. Well, because the, they're different too. But it's cool because because my body can change from moment to moment. I could have been like totally a hundred percent fine doing this thing, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I. I need to switch it up and maybe I can do another thing that's really intense, but just not that. Yeah, and absolutely. And being able to build that into the scene and pivoting, yeah. yeah. But Very also important. then you end up having more variety experiences because yeah. you're not just doing one thing. You're, pivoting is great. Pivoting is great. And that's what I love that about the mental part of DS because then you're, you're getting to that power dynamic from different angles. Yeah. So if, having impact with this study item is too much here then maybe I would like receiving this scratchy item instead or I would have a scene that was more about being a service sub so all of the above and if yeah. you can weave all those things I mean, together yeah, sometimes you can do them all a, at the it's same a good, time it's a good day yes um Rachel is there anything else you would like to say to our viewers before we wrap for the day um <laughs> I feel like get to know your partner's body and ha get to know your own so you can share that information with them and that way you can understand what it is that will really tap into their pleasure and if that's by tapping into kink more or certain toys that would help them reach that then you can know where you're headed and also kink's a great tool for exploration yeah and very much so i just like some people discover they've got sensual sensitivities in whole different areas than you might expect yes. so you can explore your body and learn and have more interesting sex i'm up for interesting regardless sex. i'm like i i honestly have better sex now as a disabled person because i know my body better and can yeah. do more fun things so mm -hmm. yeah you know, and I think this is all very sage advice, even if you're a completely able-bodied person. Sure, That yeah. a lot of people don't tap into. They don't, they don't talk to their partners well. They don't explore their bodies or their partner's bodies. Mm -hmm. And everybody's experience of their body and their sexuality different. is yeah. different. And if they, if they enjoy their bodies or not, and how they enjoy them. and It's very important. It's very, very important. important. So, Rachel... Thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Thank you so much. And thank you for being amazing. Oh, Maya, thank, thank you for coming. Thanks for coming. My pleasure. And thank you for coming. <laughs> and thank you. I hope you learned something. If you didn't learn something, well, really, it's your own damn fault. And hopefully we'll see you next month on Extreme Restraint University. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Hi, everybody. This is Ian Rapp. Thanks for downloading the podcast and supporting our show. You're listening to Extreme Restraint University. 